0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Paul wrote to the Philippians some encouragement, some stunning encouragement, a promise, really. He said to them that God, who had begun a good work in them, would bring it to completion. That God, who starts something, always finishes it. He doesn't leave it undone or half done, but he promises to carry it through. On Sunday, just a few hours after Viola died, we had a baptism here in church, and we sang the very same opening hymn that we sang on our way in today God's Own Child, I Gladly Say It. And in the course of that hymn, which we just sang, we proclaimed our confidence in the face of sin and the devil and even death itself. They cannot touch us, we who are children of God. They could not touch Viola, a child of God, just as they could not touch that dear little baby, Anna Ruth, who was baptized on Sunday, just beginning this course, which Viola so recently had finished, a course of 87 years, 87 years of God keeping his promises. God doing for Viola exactly what he said he would 87 years ago. Keeping her close by means of his word and promises. Delivering to her again and again the forgiveness of sins. And his own precious body and blood. It was a stunning thing. I, I couldn't have asked for a better day. But to see these two things side by side. A precious child brought into God's kingdom. And to see God's promises fulfilled carrying through exactly what he said he would do for Viola. The promises that God kept for Viola are the promises that you heard so well described in Psalm 121. I want to read it for you again. Vi knew this psalm by heart. She would say it often. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth that is the God who created everything with a word who can remove everything with a word that same God loved Viola giving everything up for her even his own son so that he would not let her foot be moved he who keeps you will not slumber behold he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep the Lord is your keeper the Lord is your shade on your right hand the sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon By night, the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. He will keep your life. Now that takes some believing, that promise. It takes some believing because what our eyes see today is not life, but death. In fact, that's what our eyes see day in and day out. If not death, then dying. After all, that is the way that every last piece of flesh goes, to the grave. And yet, God made this promise divine. The Lord will keep your life. The same promise that Jesus spoke about his friend Lazarus. Even though he dies, yet shall he live. That's what you all ought to believe today. Although in front of you lies a casket which will soon be laid to rest in the ground containing the body of your beloved Vi, you must believe that even though she has died, yet shall she live. And why should you believe it? Because it is the Lord who has promised it. It's the God who is the creator of the heavens and the earth who has promised it. It's the God who loved every last one of you so dearly that he was willing to give up anything and everything so that you could live in him you must believe it the Lord will keep your life he will keep you from all evil even taking the sting of death which for us is miserable and grief ridden even taking the sting of death away so that now what you should see in front of you is not one who has died but one who slumbers one who sleeps one who waits patiently patiently for the return of her savior even as you and I should wait After all, he is the resurrection and the life. He is the one who has given his life for the life of the world. He is the one who has called every last one of you to be his children. He kept his promises to vie. He kept his promises to vie in spite of the bitterness of dying. Bitterness of dying is what often leads to despair because we know, we know that we die because of sin. Were it not so, were we not sinners, there would be no graves. There would be no death. And yet, the wages of sin is death. And that includes all of the things that attend to dying, growing weak and frail, in body and spirit, forgetful, desperate, worried, anxious, Those are the things that attend to dying, the imperfection and corruption of our flesh, the increased struggle against sin, knowing that this life is not what it was meant to be, that we are not who we were meant to be, longing, longing for something better. God kept Vi in spite of that bitterness, in spite of the bitterness of dying. He kept her in spite of her imperfection, in spite of her frailty and weakness, in spite of every sin that she ever committed, in spite of every stray thought that she should not have thought, God kept her. Not because she was so wonderful, not because she was perfect, but because he is wonderful. And he is perfect. And he takes we, takes us, who are unlovely, and he makes us lovely. He takes us who are full of sin, and he makes us holy. That's exactly what he did for Vi. It's what you must believe. There's nothing else to believe. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. He keeps his promises. The struggle is over for Vi now, the struggle against sin, the struggle with the bitterness of dying, the struggle against her flesh. She rests easy now the bitterness is over also for you. You know that she rests safe and easy in the arms of her Savior. You know that there is nothing lacking, nothing missing for Vi, that the good work which God began in her 87 years ago, he has now brought to completion. There is hope. There is hope on this day, and I'm so thankful to see it in all of your faces. In spite of the tears, in spite of the sorrow, in spite of the grief, I'm so thankful that we are in the company of people who hope in the resurrection of the dead who hope in the resurrection for Vi, who hope in a future of no tears, no sorrow, no grief, of sanctification complete, of a Vi as you have never seen her before, perfect and beautiful and holy. Her struggle is over, but pay attention to this. Your struggle is not yet. It is not yet over. And so you should take your cue today from Viola. You should pray for a holy death such as hers. You should pray that the gifts that God has given to you by his word and his promises and in his body and blood, the gifts he gave to you in baptism, washing you and making you clean, you should pray that he would continue to deliver them to you, and he certainly will. You should pray that he would teach you to hold fast to every last one of those promises and not let them go for anything, for the world entirely itself. You should not let them go. Pray for his help. He will not withhold it. He will give it to you. He will send you his Holy Spirit to strengthen you. Even now, in the midst of grief, he will send you his Spirit to strengthen you and give you comfort and hope. Learn to trust in him. Learn from Vi to trust in him. She didn't hope in herself. She knew who she was. She knew what she was made of. She hoped in her Savior. Learn from her where your hope lies. Hear God's word continually, and when you do, when you do, think about what you're doing. You're doing just what Vi did, lifting up her eyes to the hills, knowing that her help comes from the maker of heaven and earth. Remind each other always, especially in the days, of he- uh, days ahead, remind each other always of God's promises. They are your li- life and your hope and your salvation.